love it. Are we recording? Is it happening already? Oh, great. Okay, here's my notes for my notes app. Okay. I taught over 1,000 children to play chess. <laughs> okay. Uh, in quotes, inclusiveness. Dragon Blazer. <laughs> the first instance of COVID, I delivered 6,000 washable face masks. Veteran baiting. The Pride Day. She posted on her Facebook page, if you own a single family home, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking game, luxury apartments. We're excited about the to-do list. Bless. <sighs> oh, God. When Kim looked to the side and went, no one person does this. By my estimate, it should already be up and running. That was Dibble's take on the wind on farms. On the wind, yep. Yep. And then when he said, what she's saying now is really good for Salem. We have gender-neutral bathrooms in Salem schools. She had the governor put herself on the housing authority. <laughs> oh, yeah. I asked you to write that one down. Uh, I'm probably forgetting one or two more that she's on. A person heckled, not true. <laughs> I was close to being homeless when I was two. Oh, my God. I've talked to homeless, and they admit that Salem has more services. That's one board that she's on. But she's on like six others. Wow. So, you know, I mean, like, obviously we expected that she would have actual answers and he would say things that horrify us. Yep. Yes. And that happened. Yes. Here we are discussing the mayoral debate between Mayor Kimberly Driscoll and her opponent, Councillor Steve Dibble. Former counselor, Steve Dibble. You kind of have to look at it like a parody or else it's terrifying. We came up with a drinking game and it's that you have to take a drink every time Dibble says luxury apartments. Um, and it worked. And it worked because <laughs> here we are. We're like, fired up. So, okay. So let's talk about luxury apartments. Mm. I feel like in this... We've talked about in the city council race in general, but especially in the mayoral race, there are quite a few buzzwords that have come about that all of the candidate you can easily tell which side a candidate is on based on what like script they're following. And I mean, Dibble could not deviate from that script. Except when he anything. had to admit that crowding downtown was with apartments was okay. So in the okay, <laughs> <laughs> so in the very beginning of this debate, <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> why he said this. I it, it was just like a. He was like, they, "Well, there's a lot of affordable housing issues, and yeah, they they were know, asked crowding about, like, downtown. Well, actually, that's okay. Crowding downtown with housing." Well, that's okay. But the rest of Salem, you know, everywhere else, no. So he's all like off the bat, he's just like, yeah, we can like crowd downtown. Like we can cram an entire city's worth of people. What I particularly downtown. resent is that he pulls this I'm not a great public speaker, I'm not a great debater card, like right away. So he's telling everybody, like, look, she's a slick rick. And she's gonna she's gonna have all sorts of fancy answers based in reality. And look, I'm just a regular Joe. I 
am a Boy Scout leader. I made 6,000 face masks. I taught 1,000 children how to play chess. I taught 1,000 children how to play chess. And And I'm like you. I'm a bad public speaker. And you want to be mayor, so you should vote for me because I'm bad like you. And that's it. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is, right? Like, it's like everything he said, and just as we predicted, I mean, you just kind of have to watch this for yourself because just as we predicted, it is so abundantly clear who knows what they're talking about, which is Mayor Kim and her dragon blazer, <sighs> and who is talking a big game but can't back it up with anything. I mean, following this debate, people were asking him clarifying questions. They were asking him, where did you get these numbers from? And he panicked. He couldn't say anything. His answers were so rushed and, like, full of so much different content that you could just tell that he was trying to touch on as much, like, inflammatory language as possible so that people watching wouldn't even think to look it up because it's so much at once. I mean, I just felt insulted oh like the my whole time. Gosh. I just felt like insulted. I felt insulted on Kim's behalf. <laughs> I felt insulted on Kim's behalf, definitely. I felt insulted on my own behalf because I was like, this person literally didn't care enough about anything except what, here's my thing. Steve Dibble is talking to, I would say, between seven and 15 ladies in their 60s in Ward 7. Yes. They're concerned with the, you know, empty lot across the street from them where the grass is too high. They're concerned. They don't understand what 5G is, and they're concerned about it. All they know about 5G (sighs) is what Steve Dibble is telling them. Correct. (laughs) Which I would not trust to be factual. No, it's bad. Um, And that's who he and 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 they and they hear that their grandkids there's there's stuff going on at the schools, you know, that they're hearing about from their about their grandkids or whatever. And that's who he's talking to, and that's only who he's talking to. Right. And so I just kind of and and I just feel like and it's insulting that he just feels like he can even that he can win this. Well, because unfortunately, by only talking to them. But they're the people who vote. It's like, true. Which the, the vote when, listeners. When we say, you know, 17% of registered voters turned out, that's your 17%, you know? Like it's It's interesting that, you know, because that's like the exact percentage of people um, in America that are making all the decisions for us based on how the Senate is broken up. So they've recently done a study about, you know, just kind of like what actual people like support. And the overwhelming percentage of people, like 82, 83%, like support a raging progressive agenda. But there's like 18% of people who, you know, for whatever reason, either they're ultra wealthy or they vote against their own interests. And they're the one, the obstructionists, right? And I would bet it's like the same proportion of people in Salem. These just obstructionists that just, they just don't like 
progress. They just don't like anything changing from the way it was when they were kids. Right. And they're so willing to just uphold that things should be like they were when they were kids that they don't agree that there should be free preschool or daycare or whatever it is. And they, they don't agree that mothers should get, you know, more maternity leave than four fucking weeks or whatever the fuck it is. And so they're obstructing all this this legislation on the national scale and it's the same thing here and it's like probably the same amount of people and they're making the decisions for all of us and it's scary as fuck because we are basically in like a soft totalitarian state at this point and like I don't know nobody cares but the good news is that here in Salem we do care because Mayor Kim's gonna win this election I mean she like trounced this clown in the fucking primaries and you know if you didn't know why before watch this debate and you'll know fucking why and I mean, something that I just like respect so much about Mary Kim is that like watching Mary Kim deal with Steve no Dibble dust off her shoulder like, oh like she's God. just like it's I like don't she's even swatting a fly Correct. away. She's like I gotta check my emails. <laughs> I gotta go to lunch with this person. I gotta defeat Steve Dibble in the election, <laughs> and I gotta yeah. go get my oil changed in my gigantic truck. Right, and then I gotta go pick up my kids. Right, like that's her. And she's going to She's be like fine. squeezing this in and this is like his whole deal and he still and can't even bother to like be educated enough on like the issues to not just like equate like transgender folks with like disabled folks. Yeah, y'all honestly like maybe we should put a trigger warning on this debate. If you're going to watch that debate, yeah, for because, real. Like, because the way that Steve Dibble deals with the language of marginalized communities is just, you know, as as one of our Again, friends Again, he put doesn't it, put any fucking effort. Like, he didn't have one, you know, educated slash millennial person on his team that was like, this is actually, like, not how you talk about people. No. No, it's like, you know, as one of our friends put it, it's like, He's ignorant at best and, like, homophobic and transphobic and racist and classist at worst. Well, he's somewhere in the middle because, right. like, at some point, like, the lack of intention to, like, know anything right. about how to actually do this right. Right. And so this and so this goes to, you know, something outside of again, the debate. I'm not even going to sit here and say that he's ever actually going to like authentically care about these kind of issues. I'm just completely insulted that he can't even fake it correctly. Right. You know, that's where I'm at. He has so little respect for the people involved with these issues that he doesn't even try to fake it. No. And again, thank goodness that's probably not going to get him far enough in Salem for him to win this election, but it is what's happening in several other places in this country that are actually crucial because of how they're represented in our, like, electoral garbage system that we came up with, like, 300 years ago and have just been like, mm, let's just keep it the same, even though it doesn't work at all. No. Absolutely. <laughs> just so. wild. Well, and, yeah, it's like, Okay, okay, so, th so this brings us to, like, something that happened way before this debate even happened, which was that... Are you going to talk about the okay, R word? Okay, go, go back... I'm going to talk about that. About... Yeah. I'm not going to say... Okay. So go back and listen to our episode about ADUs, because I think that'll give you all the backstory that you need about this, but what you need to know is that Dibble voted against accessory dwelling units, and then during his campaign cycle went on the Salem 
news channel, like the local news channel, and was trying to basically talk up how involved he was in drafting the current law, which was that you can have an apartment in your house as long as a family member lives in it, which was not the point ever. <laughs> like our whole point was that wasn't enough. So that's the context of what he was talking about. And in the course of talking about this, he said something about like those units were designated for R word family members. And so it's <laughs> and for real. Yes. <laughs> and so it's particularly disturbing that he said this in such a casual context when as a society for I don't know since I was in elementary school, so pro- probably okay. about 20 years now. It hasn't been okay for a while. We have all collectively educated each other that that word is no longer appropriate at all. And so he said this. It aired. Somebody said, you shouldn't have said that. They edited it out, put it back up. And now he 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 defended it in this way of, well, people weren't listening to what I was actually talking about. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to say this word, but like people are are focusing on just that, not what I was saying. And it was like, well, what you were saying, though, is that only certain people should have affordable housing and that you haven't even put the care into the correct language to refer to those people. Yeah, that's, I mean, for me, as just somebody who's very, like, fascinated by the ins and outs of, like, optics and politics and marketing and, like, all of those intersections, it's, like, what it says to me is that not only are you just, like, kind of a a monster, <laughs> just in general, right. but it also says to me that you didn't take the time or put the energy into having anyone around you. And again, like this is somebody running for office in navy blue Massachusetts in a like outrageously progressive and inclusive town, which that's I mean, I would qualify Salem as that. You didn't have anybody around you. That was like we got to do some media coaching. Do you know what I mean? We got to do some coaching because, look, you're old school. I get where you're coming from, but that's not going to work in an internet world, Steve Dibble. So because, again, like, I mean, for me, it just is like it's like second nature that we just like care about people and we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and we say whatever, you know, we need to say to not hurt anyone's feelings. So that goes without saying but for me like this secondary like like argument of like you know politics is its own animal it's not just it's not just about like what you stand for or who you are like it's its own thing and you have to have people around you that understand how to manage that thing and this guy wasn't even like you know, look, I um, I live in Ward 7. I've represented Ward 7. There's a fucking college campus here. <laughs> a liberal arts, like, He's hanging college out campus. with Deborah and Karen and Barbara and Sylvia. And Steve and, and, and Frank. Steve and Frank and on the goddamn block. And they're, like, gassing him up. And they're like, we don't care about all this political correctness. And we don't care about all this inclusivity. And... 
and you go out there and you tell them, Steve. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just like, well, fine, it's America, and that's what we've set up here. But it just is insulting to watch a person, a professional person who has been doing this job for 16 years in a way in which she can transparently talk about all of her different policies and what she has done to like make them happen and the partnerships that she has created to make them happen and also has thought about how to translate those ideas in like nuggets that can be explained at a debate within the time frame that they give them versus this guy who shows up and just has anecdotes and can't even come up with the right language to use to talk about people. And it's just kind of like, what? It's like I said, it's just insulting. And I'm just glad that I live in a part of the country where that's probably not going to get him very far. But it is getting a lot of other people really far in other parts of this country. Totally. And, you know, especially given that the one concession that he did give to the fact that he was speaking at Salem State University was to talk about a new cryptocurrency that he's decided. It's a witch coin. He's just decided that our the what's going to pull Salem out of historical obscurity is What's going to help us fundraise? Is Witchcoin a new cryptocurrency just for Salem? Now, I don't understand anything about cryptocurrency. Nope. But, but even someone... I know this is stupid. <laughs> oh, I mean, I can't even imagine how it's an answer. Because, like, again, like, okay, I'm a resident of Salem. Like, I have a master's degree. I own a business here. I'm pretty engaged in local politics. I'm on a couple of committees, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what fucking cryptocurrency is, and I don't know how a witch coin could help us. And if I don't know, you didn't explain it to me, Steve Dibble. You didn't. Your answer didn't tell me what it is. And, and, and like I said, I'm like an interested, engaged, and educated person. And so even if witch coin was a good idea, you didn't sell it to me. Mm-mm. No, if anything, I'm just like so you're fact, telling I just, me that I'm I need singing to, a TikTok song about it. I'm just like so you're telling me that to, like I need to go get like a a specific like thing to like Do we know services. what the actual witch coin policy is? And I do think that producer Anthony should get in on this. Um, I think so too. I think producer Anthony really should step in and talk about <laughs> witch coin at this point cuz can because we're just I mean we're like I don't know, wandering around in the dark here. I mean, we know it's a dumb idea. Like I said, I only know that it's a dumb idea because if it were a good idea, I just like feel like I would know something about it. And I don't. There's a there's not a lot to say about Witchcoin, honestly. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that people are really riding the wave of the popularity of things like Bitcoin and think that they can just make money for free. I also think that if he knew anything at all, he would know that, considering he claims to be very uh, climate change aware, that he would know that the the power, the, the energy that it takes to actually produce a cryptocurrency 
unless Salem was 100% renewable, which we are not, that in and of itself is a reason why it's not a good idea. But also, that being said, there really is no use case for this. Uh, he just, uh, I think, just wants to say cryptocurrency. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> That's, that's actually, pretty much where it ends. What it is is that the one millennial on his staff is like a conservative young Republican <laughs> and just like kind of like knows about economics and yeah, that's like the I, only thing. Yeah, I think a guy on his team probably like owns some <laughs> some Bitcoin or some Ethereum or something and was just like, you know, we should get into the Witchcoin <laughs> game. And that's kind of where it ended. So. Oh my God. Yeah, that's all the really... That's all it really is to say about that. And he like saved that announcement. Like he saved he was it like, up. Well, I am here to say He's like, you back me I'm, into a corner here's about a, all this other stuff. Here's but a, guess what, guys? This is a special <laughs> treat for you, Salem State kids. You thought I was I told you I wasn't a great debater. You were all kind of like, this guy doesn't know, but here's what I've got for you. Yep. Witch coin. I just oh my god. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god. Get drunk and watch this, or like, like you really start just it sober, it. but take a drink every time the words "luxury apartments" comes out of Steve Dibble's mouth, because you'll be drunk by the be end drunk of very it. Quickly. Yeah, and it's it's just such a. Oh my gosh! It's just such a phenomenon that, like, literally every sentence he says, <laughs> you can Google it and and it's wrong. Find out that it's wrong. Yeah. Like. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> Maricam's Dragon Blazer um, Oof. was really good. It was this like red. It literally looked like it was like dragon scales. Yeah. And I just think it's so obvious watching it that she knew exactly what she was talking about and what she had done. And that he. At even one point, like that... she straightened out that blazer with this like, this like, like underground rage that like you know i recognize i think our witch the vote like listeners will probably recognize like she like straightens it out like like that she's just not even entertaining the idea of letting this energy affect her no because it is just ludicrous she's running laps around him with every answer because even like he was he was so fixated he's like i want wind farms and she's like okay well here's the 65 different steps that i had to go to to like entertain that we might have wind farms someday and you know i'm really like working on it and here's all the different partners that we would have to have for that to even be like a realistic endeavor. And then you cut back to this guy and he's like, I would like wind farms. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> right. Or like he was so fixated on, you know, you know, we need to talk about schools. Why aren't we talking about schools? Oh, school, that was school, the schools. best. And I kept saying like, well, why aren't you running for school committee then? Why aren't you running for like, why aren't you trying to be superintendent? Yeah. Like, why aren't you doing this? And then they finally got to questions about the schools, and he didn't have any answers of substance for that either. He kept going on and on about how teachers are leaving but because again, they're being micromanaged by the mayor somehow. Deborah and Sylvia oh and Karen gosh. really care about the schools, and that's why... You know, and I'm just, like, thinking about the parents I know, and they're just kind of, like, treading water, just, like, hoping for the fucking best, you know? And I'm just, like, 
I don't know. I don't know, you know? I don't really know the ins and outs of the school situation, but... But I don't either, and neither does Dibble, and that's why none of us should be mayor. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but Mayor Kim does. Correct. And that's why she should be mayor. <laughs> like, all of these, you know, armchair spectators just think, like, and, oh, and that's the other thing is that, you know, he's such an armchair spectator just deciding that he kept saying, like, oh, I bet, oh, I assume, oh, I think, oh, oh I can't remember. According all to my estimates. Stuff, according to my estimates, all this according stuff. According to with, my estimates. With nothing to back it up. And then keeps going on about, well, I'm going to be, you know, more hands off. Like, I, the people on the committees don't want to be micromanaged and the teachers don't want to be micromanaged. And it's like, okay, so you're saying that you want to be mayor so that you cannot work. Well, and here's what I'm here to say is like, that's what I say about myself, but I'm an entrepreneur, not a public servant. Right. Like, that's the thing is it's like, well, as an entrepreneur, like, I definitely just, like, want to pay everybody else to do the work. Like, that's it. Because I did the work for a long time. I've done it. I, I, I get how to do it. I would do it all day, every day if that's what it took. But it isn't. Instead, I can pay other people who need jobs to do it, be really nice to them, and then they like to do it. And it's fine. But I'm not a public servant. Who was elected to a position. I want my public servants to be in it. Like, I actually want them to be micromanaging. Like Jeff Cohen, who just wants to do office hours six days a week. Like. And be in your pocket at all times. I don't trust that Steve Dibble is not like me. And just wants to have the power and not do as much of the work. And again, I wouldn't elect me. <laughs> I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't. I would elect Alice Merkel in my stead. I would elect Alice <laughs> Merkel. I would elect Kimberly Driscoll in my stead. And well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Right. Well, and that's his other thing is is just the idea. Uh, you know, he they ended this with also. Talking. I work a lot, just to be clear. No, but. it's true. Like a lot, a lot. Like it's it's a fantasy it's because basically it's, all I think about. Yeah, so. it's, it's a fantasy because it's just so unrealistic. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. But all the same, not what the candidate for mayor should be no. doing and kimberly driscoll no um she's got her sleeves rolled she's got the sleeves of her fucking like dragon he, blazer rolled up she's like look he what says, is it gonna take he says oh she's on six committees like as if it's an insult as if we would rather have a mayor who He's was like at she's home. got her little sticky fingers in everywhere and i'm like isn't that that's, what we elect her to that's do? what we're paying her for right I want to know what I wish somebody. This is we should have been there because what I would have asked we would have gotten a question out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the heckling was oh, iconic. The heckling if was you, really unexpected. If you were one of the hecklers of Steve Dibble, come to House Witch. We want to buy you a drink. We'll hook you up. <laughs> we want to buy you a yeah. drink. We should have been there because here's the question that I would have asked. It came to me. It was in the back of my mind because. It, a similar question came up on two weeks ago's episode of Married at First Sight. In that context, Married at First Sight is the greatest television program that has ever. And in that television show, an expert, quote unquote, 
named Pastor Cal asked one of the con- contestants. They're not contestants. It's an experiment. It's a legitimate show. Subjects. One of the participants, he, he said, I want you to ask your partner what they thought marriage was going to look like. And so if I were in the audience of this debate, I would want to ask Mayor Dibble, potential Mayor Dibble, what he thinks being mayor looks like. Because his answer, all of his answers about micromanaging, you know, like, again, I'm a person that does not like to micromanage. That's something I tell people that work for me, like, right away. Like, I literally want you to, like, do it. I hired you because I think you're capable of doing it. So like do it. But he didn't say anything else in that entire debate that led me to believe that he's got an alternate management strategy. No. Other than ignorance. Other than know? not like, right. Other than just like, I don't know who's actually gonna like write this legislation or like pass this law or like whatever, you know, or or how many different committees this has to go through. Like, I'm not convinced that he understands all of that stuff. And look, what I'll say is this. When I was looking at his website earlier, um, which has filled out since the last time I looked at it, but, you know, he has like a qualifications page or like something like that. And there was like a little bit more going on there than I thought there would be. And I was like, okay, like, okay. I mean, again, it's definitely, like, in the realm of, like, I've taught a thousand people how to play chess. Sure, but they're, you know, they're qualification. It's not as if we're saying they're empty qualifications, (laughs) but they're not qualifications to be mayor. Just like certain counselor-at-large candidates being like, well, I organized the Leslie's retreat reenactment, so I should now be... Like you've done some large. things, you know some people. And it's and we have organizations and committees and commissions for you to do your best work. Steve Dibble, if you want to really do your research and be on that school committee as a Boy Scout leader. Oh yeah, that was my point. Is like if you actually are qualified to do this, you didn't convince me. No. And if And it's not and, just and, because and, and, you're and, a bad public speaker. Right. But see, that's the thing, is that he put that caveat in place so that that argument of like, okay, well, if you are so qualified for this and you understand all these issues so well, why didn't you just convince me of that at all? Like, why is what I walked away from that you do not understand, like, anything about the LGBTQ community? Mm -hmm. Um, You don't understand anything about like affordable housing and how it works and like what developers are even doing. You don't understand anything about the schools, honestly. You don't understand anything about like the issues that are actually facing kids in schools right now, especially having to do with COVID. Especially because you decided to post up at Salem High School on the first day of school and make a Facebook post about how so many students had asked you to get rid of the bike lanes. (laughs) You... (laughs) blithering just like you're gonna 
It's not good, people. It's not good. Especially as a, like, there's just so, he's full of contradictions, you know? He wants to say that he's running as the sustainability candidate, but then he rails against bike lanes and is all about, like, you know, we we can't. The point is, again, just like with everything else, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. None of these people know what they're talking about. And... Again, like as a degreed, like educated professional person, I don't even feel bad saying that because it's just literally the truth. And like I said, if I were Kim, I would be insulted. I I personally am insulted. I'm insulted by all these fucking people all over the place that, you know, it's just, I don't know. You know, I agree that there are inherent problems with hierarchy and that higher education and all these other and and access to higher offices and everything you need to move up in any field in any industry in this country like has to do with privilege and we should definitely question that but like at the same time like we have to have standards right. <laughs> like of some kind at some point and these people don't even care about that no at all and that's insulting and it's still, and it's insulting to everyone, no matter what your level of education or privilege is. And, but what these people do really well is they do these buzzwords and they like do these things that, again, the people who actually vote in communities who have the bandwidth to vote care about, which is like, why isn't, why doesn't the mayor have an intern that also mows my lawn, you know, right. which was like a, a thing or that this I... person said, you know, so it's just kind of like, you know, the rest of us are all kind of like, how do we like not drown in either the ocean or student loan debt? And, you know, these people are talking about something completely, completely in this like wild. No, I mean, that student literally. Overgrown lot with like a building that they're like think is a meth lab or something. I don't know. Or like that what there is, but because of <laughs> zoning, we can't turn it into a food co-op. And at the same time, they're asking Councillor Dibble, what are you doing for the unhoused population yeah, of yeah, Salem? Yeah, yeah. And he's no, saying actually that. And he's okay, so like let's talk about that for Dibble and obviously his supporters. The fact that a houseless person would say that they purposely came to Salem because we have a lot of services for that population is a bad thing. And Kim inherently turned it around and said, like, I'm really proud of the yeah. fact that we have so many ser like services for this population. Of and course. that's it. Like, that's the contrast right there, folks, is just that you've got, like, one person that when they hear, like, how are you dealing with the houseless? population. He's like, we're doing too much, actually. We're doing too much for the homeless. For homeless. For, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the language that he's, he's using such dehumanizing language yeah. always, always. And he's been called on it so many times. And he doesn't care. And he doesn't care. And, and then goes to somebody's to door care. while he's campaigning and unprompted is just like, you know, they're mad at me because I said the R word. And they're like, whoa, who are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you can also, you know, this was also pre-debate that he had posted pictures of himself with constituents who did not offer him their endorsement, who later who do had not to share say, his values, who do not share his values, who later had to say, like, I didn't authorize this photo. I didn't authorize this endorsement. I didn't. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy. And it's 
it's insulting because, again, as you said, he knows that people aren't going back and looking for like they're not calling him on it he can cram as many buzzwords as he and he can say you know salem salem students are leaving the schools at a rate of 25 percent per year and before the mayor took over it was only one percent and he knows that nobody is actually looking into that except dustin luca (laughs) dustin luca you should also come by we salute you you should also come by house witch and we'd like to buy you a drink because you're really the only one on the front lines right Holding these people accountable. No, I mean, it's wild. I mean, I think just it's insulting, but I guess somebody's got to do it. I don't know. Vote for Mayor Kim. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) The contract, okay, this weekend we, you know, it was a very, it was a hugely busy weekend in October. It was the Second to last weekend. Yeah, second to last weekend in October. You know, one of the busiest days we've ever had, ever, ever. And an employee of the city of Salem came around not once, not twice, but three times. Thrice. (laughs) With packets of disposable masks asking if we needed any because the city of Salem has an indoor mask mandate. And we said yes every time because people did need them and because we are getting a shit ton of visitors. Whereas Councillor Dibble is going around trying to say that because of the Salem indoor mask mandate, people aren't going to Salem businesses. They're going elsewhere where they don't have to wear masks. And the idea of this season with a a Mayor Dibble instead of a Mayor Driscoll is just so, like, upside-down, bizarro world horrifying. No, and I mean, everybody should know that, like, Salem had a net zero business loss in COVID, during COVID. So even if there were some businesses, and I think in a few cases there were businesses that were sort of like, you know, we were kind of ready to call it quits anyways, so, you know, we out. Um, another business moved in right away. And, you know, this October, just about every business I've heard of is making record-breaking money. And that's true for Housewitch, you know, as well. And so it just isn't true. And so, again, it's just sort of like the fact that this guy thinks he can just come in and just say a bunch of shit that just, like, isn't true and get elected here in Salem, I don't think that's going to work out for him. And I, and thank goodness. But there's a lot of places where this exact same, I listen to three news podcasts a day, and there's a lot of places that this is happening and that the Steve Dibbles are 100% getting elected. And because of the way our system, like I said, was saying earlier, like, they get equal representation in the Senate, which is like a huge deal. And it's really, it's really bad. So just know that your local government is like really, really, really important. Oh my God, it's so important. And there's probably Steve Dibbles trying to worm their way into it no matter where you are. And so you should definitely pay attention because like I said, I mean, I would be a lot more panicked about everything I'm hearing about uh, politics on the national stage if, um, and I'm plenty panicked, but, you know, knowing that at least 
we live in a state where it seems like for the most part common sense and like science and reason and all those things uh and tolerance and inclusivity and remember when they were like what do you think of vaccines and he was like i think we should follow science and then he he was like i don't know about vaccines except <laughs> except i don't think we should make people get vaccines right but you know and massachusetts still sucks by the way i mean yeah. like everywhere sucks but like we've got a decent state we've got a great mayor and in this city and that makes me feel a little bit better about what's going on in the rest of the joint because it's the Steve Dibbles people. There's there's a lot of them. They're all over the place and they are actually getting elected. And the only reason we can like make light of this and like whatever else is because, you know, like you if know the primary is any indication Kim's going to trounce Dibble no problem. If the level of applause in the auditorium during the debate is any indication, Kim is going to trounce him no problem. But, you know, it's just like part of this bigger trend that's like really eerie and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It feels bad. Like it feels like even though we know it's not going to happen, it feels bad to witness. It feels bad. It does. It feels icky. It feels it feels bad knowing that this is even within the realm. Because of here's the thing: is like even if we did want to critique Mayor Kim, like which we could. I mean, I wish know, there. I just like what I want for us is there to be another candidate that is even close to as competent as her, and for it to be a real fight. You but know? I also believe that if we were to criticize Mayor Kim, she would have, yeah. she would take, she would be considered about She is about doing it. her best is yeah. what I believe about Mayor Kim. And I don't know enough about city government to know any better. And I would guess that neither does Steve Dibble or most of the people sort of like on his team. And if you don't know enough to even know why, then... Just sit down, man. Just sit down. Just sit down. Also, I'm sure being mayor is like a really hard job. Just like let her do it. She wants to do it. She said, and this is, you know what? This is the last mm. thing I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah. Let's end it on this. This we'll is the last this. thing that I'm going to say. Because what I heard tonight from Mayor Kim was what I want to hear from every politician everywhere all the time. Which she said, you know, this was specifically in the context of creating a, like, racial equity task force. Which Dibble voted against. And she's talking about that, you know, they reached out and they formed this coalition and they got a to-do list. And she said, we are excited about the to-do list. And that is what I want to hear. Because I don't think that no matter how, like, much you don't follow politics or you're not involved or, like, whatever, I you know that there is a to-do list to make this country, world, state, city, whatever you want, a better place. And I think there's a bunch of people that are in denial about that. And then I think there are people like Mayor Kimberly Driscoll who are like, look, I live in reality. There are challenges. There's a to-do list. It sucks. 
but I'm excited to problem solve my way through it. And that's what we need. We don't need these people who make these like dumb sweeping generalizations and then just say, I'll be the one to fix it. With no... Tell me how. With no indication that they even know what the problem is, let alone how to even begin to fix it. So if you take one thing away from this, I'm sure massive an episode, it's that Kim Driscoll is excited about the to-do list. And that's what we want. 